Heart of the World by H. Ryder Haggard. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 11 Zibalbay Tells His Mission when we reached the ruins of the temple we ate and drank then knowing that we could travel no further that night i spoke saying some two months since zibalbay you sent a message by molas my foster-brother that man who died to save us this day to him who among the indians is known as lord of the heart your messenger travelled fast and far by sea and by land till he found him and delivered the message to whom did he deliver it asked zibalbay to me for i am the man you seek and with my companion i have journeyed here to find you suffering many dangers and evils on the path prove that you are the man and he asked me certain questions, to all of which I returned answers. "'You are instructed,' he said at length. "'Yet something is lacking. "'If indeed you are the Lord of the heart, "'reveal its mystery to my eyes.' "'Nay,' I answered. "'It is you who seek me, not I you. "'To Molos, your messenger, you showed a certain symbol.' Let me see that symbol, for then, and not till then, will I reveal the mystery. Now he looked round him doubtfully, and said, You I have proved, and this woman is my daughter, and knows all. But what of the white man? Is it lawful that I should unveil the heart before him? It is lawful, I answered, for this white man is my brother, and we are one till death. Also he is sworn of our brotherhood, and himself for a while was lord and holder of the heart, for I passed it on to him when I thought that I lay dying, and to him cling its virtues and prerogatives. So it comes about that we have no secrets from each other, that his ears are my ears, and his mouth is my mouth. Speak to us, then, as though we were one man, or be silent to both, for I vouch for him, and he for me. Are these things so, white man? asked Zibalbay, making the sign of the brotherhood. They are so, replied the Signor, giving the countersign. Then I speak, said Zibalbay. I speak in the name of the heart, and woe be to him who betrays the secrets that he learns under cover of this name. Come hither, daughter, and give me that which is hidden about you. Now Maya put her hands to her head, and drawing forth something from the dense masses of her hair, she passed it to her father. Is this what you would see? he asked, holding the talisman in the light of the setting sun. I looked, and lo, there before me was the very counterpart of that which had descended to me from my forefathers, and which I wore about my neck. 
"'It would seem so, unless my sight deceives me,' I answered. "'Is this what you have come so far to seek, Zibalbay? "'And I drew forth the ancient symbol of the broken heart. "'Now he leaned forward and examined first the one half, then the other, "'searching them with his eyes. "'Then he clasped his hands, and looking to the heavens, said, I thank thee, O nameless one, God of my fathers, that thou hast led my feet aright, and given it to mine eyes to see thy desires, as thou hast prospered the beginning, so prosper thou the end, I beseech thee. Then he turned to me and continued as in an ecstasy. Now have day and night come together, and soon shall the new sun rise, the sun of our glory, for already the dawn is breaking. Take that which is in your keeping, and I will take that which is in mine, for not here must they be joined, but far away. Listen, brethren, to my tale, which shall be brief, seeing that if it be the will of heaven, your eyes shall prove my words, where all things can be made clear to you. And if not, that of which little is told is the more easily forgotten. Perchance, my brethren, you have heard legends of the ancient, undiscovered city, the last home of our race, which is undefiled, by the foot of the white conqueror, and the secret sanctuary of the pure faith given to our forefathers by the divine Kukumats, who is some named Quetzal. We have heard of it, and greatly desire to see it, I answered. If this be so, went on Zibalbay, in us you have found those who can guide you to that city of which I am the Kachike, and hereditary high priest, and my only child here is the heiress and lady. You wonder how it comes then that we, being of this condition, are found unguarded and alone, wandering like beggars in the land of the white man. Listen, the city of the heart as it is called, is of all cities the most beautiful and ancient, and once in the far past she ruled these lands from sea to sea, for her walls were built by one of those brethren whom the holy Kukumats, the white god, left to share his throne after there had been war between the brethren and they separated, each becoming the father of a nation. So great was her power in the early days that all the cities whose ruins may be found buried in these forests were her tributaries. But as the years went by, hordes of barbarians rolled down upon her frontier towns so that they were lost to her. Still no enemies came near her gates, and she remained the richest and most powerful of the cities of the world. Now the city of the heart is built upon an island in the center of a lake, 
but many thousands of her children lived upon the mainland where they cultivated fields and dug in the earth for gold and gems so she flourished and her children with her till twelve generations since when there came tidings to the king of that day that a nation of white men had conquered the empires near the sea putting their inhabitants to the sword and possessing themselves of their wealth tidings came also that these white men having learned the tale of the city of the heart and of the measureless treasures of gold with which it was adorned proposed to seek it out and sack it when the ruling cacique was sure that these things were true he took counsel with his wise men and with the oracle of the god which is in the sanctuary and issued a decree that all those who lived upon the mainland should be brought within the walls of the city so that the white man might find none to guide them hither this was done then and the spoilers sought in vain for many years till it was reported among them that this legend of a town filled with gold was but a fable now however great sickness took hold of those who lived in the city of the heart because it was over full of men so great a sickness indeed that soon there was space and to spare for all who remained within its walls the sickness went away but as the generations passed a new and worse trouble fell upon our forefathers the blood of the people grew old but few children were born to them there were none left upon the mainland to replenish the race and this is our law a law which cannot be broken under pain of death that no man or woman may leave our territories to seek a husband or wife of different blood thus then it has come about that the people have grown less and less wasting away like snow upon a mountain top in summer till at length they are dwindled to a few thousands who in bygone days could count their number by tens and twenties of thousands now i zibalbe have ruled this city since i was young and bitterly has it grieved me to know that before another hundred years have been added to the past, the city, heart of the world, must become nothing but waste and a home for the dead, though that of those who live therein today wreck but little, for the people have no thought for the morrow, and the hearts of its nobles have become gross and their eyes blind but an ancient prophecy has come down to us from our forefathers and it is that when once more the two halves of the symbol of the heart are laid side by side in their place upon the altar in the sanctuary of the holy city then from that hour she shall grow great again over this saying i brooded long and long and often did i pray that god whom i worship and whose high priest i am the nameless god heart of heaven 
and lord of all, the earth, that it would please him to give me light and wisdom, whereby I might find that which was lost, and save the people from perishing, as in a season of drought flowers perish for lack of rain, bringing forth no seed. At length upon a certain night it came about that a voice spoke to me in a dream, answering my prayer, bidding me to wander forth from the country of the heart and follow the ancient road towards the sea, for there, near to the eastern shore, I should find that which was lost. Then I summoned the council of the heart and opened my mind to them, telling them of my dream and that I purposed to obey it. But they made a mock of me, for they thought me mad, and said that I might go if I wished, for, for being their ruler they had no power to stay me, but that no man of the people should accompany me across the mountains, for that was against the ancient law. I answered that it was well, and I would go alone, since, I, since go I must, whereon my daughter rose in her place and said that she would journey with me as she had a right to do, and to this they must consent, though one of their number spoke bitterly against it, for he was my nephew and affianced to my daughter. Was it not so, Maya? It was so, she answered with a smile. To be short, went on Zibalbe, since my heart was set upon this mission, and my daughter yonder, who is willful, would not be gainsaid of her desire to accompany me, Tikal, my nephew, was placed over the city to rule as Kachike in my stead until I should return again. Then I left the city with this my daughter, many of the nobles, and of the common people accompanying us across the lake, and a day's journey beyond it to the mountain pass where they bade us farewell with tears, for they were certain that we were mad and went to our deaths. Alone we crossed the mountains, and alone following the traces of the ancient road, we travelled through the desert and the forest that lies beyond it, till at length we reached this secret place and stayed here for Though we were unharmed, danger, toil, and hunger had worn us out. Moreover, we were afraid to venture among the white people. Brethren, there is no need to tell the rest of the tale, for it is known to you. That power which sent me on my mission has guided me through all its troubles, and after much hardship and suffering has caused me to triumph, seeing that to-night we are still alive, having found that which we came forth to seek. Such is my story, brother. Now, if it pleases you, let us hear yours, and learn what purpose led you and your companion here in time to save us from the grip of that white devil who lies dead upon the stairway. Then I spoke, telling Zibalbe and his daughter the story of my life, 
I have written already, and of my great scheme to build up again that empire which fell in the day of Montezuma. Now you speak words that are after my own heart, said the old chief, but tell me, how is it to be done? By your help, I answered. Men are here in plenty, but to use them I must have gold, whereas yonder it seems you have gold and no men. Therefore I ask of you some portion of your useless wealth, that by its help I may lift up your people and my own. Follow me to the city, and if I can bring it about, you shall have all that you desire, he answered. Brother, our ends are one, and fate has brought us together from far away, in order that they may be accomplished. The prophecy is true, and truly have I dreamed. Soon shall the severed symbol be brought together in the sanctuary, and the will of heaven be made clear. Oh, not in vain have I lived and prayed, enduring the mockery of men, for day and night have met, and already the light of the new dawn is shining in the sky. Place your hand in mine, and let us swear an oath upon the heart that we, its guardians, will be true to each other and to our purpose until death chooses us. So it is sworn. Now, daughter, lead me to my rest, for I am overwhelmed, not with toil and suffering, but with too much joy. O oh, heart of heaven, I thank thee, and lifting his hands above his head as though in adoration, Zibalbay turned and followed by the girl Maya, he tottered rather than walked into the chamber. When he was gone, the Senor spoke to me. Oh, this is very well, Ignacio, he said, and most interesting, but just now, as I may remind you, there are things more pressing than the regeneration of the Indian race. For instance, our own safety. Tomorrow, at the latest, men will come to seek these villains who lie yonder, and if we are found here, it seems likely that we shall be shot down as murderers. Say, then, uh, what do you propose to do? I propose, senor, that at the first light of dawn we should take the mules and ride away. The forest is dense, and it will be difficult to find us in it. Moreover, two days' journey will place us beyond the reach of the white men. Uh, tell me, lady, I added to Maya, who had returned from the chamber, do you know the road? I know the road, she answered. But, sirs, before you take it, it is right that I should tell you something, seeing that not to do so would be to make an ill return for all the nobleness which you have shown towards my father and myself, saving us from death and shame. You have heard my father's words, and they are true, every one of them. But they are not all the truth. The rule, he rules that city of which he has spoken to you, but the nobles there are weary of his rule, which at times is somewhat harsh. Also they deem him mad. It was for this reason that they 
suffered him to wander forth seeking the fulfilment of a prophecy in which none of them have faith for they were certain that he would perish in the wilderness and return no more to trouble them then why did they follow you who are his heiress to accompany him lady because i would have it so i love my father and if he was doomed to die because of his folly it was my wish to die with him moreover if you would know the truth i hate that city where i was born and the man in it to whom i am destined to be married and desire to escape from it if only for a while and does that man hate you lady no she answered turning her head aside but if he loves me i believe that he loves power more had i stayed although i am a woman my father must have appointed me to rule in his place and tikal my cousin would have been next to throne not on it therefore it was that he consented to my going or the least i think so sirs i learn now that you are to accompany us to the city of the heart should we live to reach it and for my part i rejoice at this though i should be glad if our faces were set towards some other land but i learn also that you have entered into a compact with my father under which he is to give you the gold you need and many great things are to happen having for their end the setting up of the indian people above the white man and the raising of the city of the heart to the place and power that she has lost which according to the prophecy shall come about after the two halves of the broken symbol are set once more in the place that is prepared for them do you not believe then in the prophecy asked the senor quickly i did not say so she answered certainly it is strange that by following a dream my father should have found that which he sought so eagerly the trinket that your companion bears upon his breast in it i will say this that i have no great faith in priests and visions and gods for of these it seems there have been many and she glanced at the walls of the temple that were sculpted over with the demons which our forefathers worshipped then added indeed if i understand aright you sirs follow the path that is unknown to us we follow the truth the true faith i answered all the rest are false it may be so she said but i know not how this saying will sound in the ears of the servants of the heart of heaven come if you will but be warned my people are a jealous people and the name of a stranger is hateful to them few such have ever reached the city of the heart for many generations and of those save for one or two none have escaped from it alive they do not desire new things they have little knowledge of the world beyond their walls and seek for none they wish to live as their forefathers lived, careless of a future which they will never see, and I think that it must go very ill with any 
who come among them bringing new faiths and doctrines, seeking to take power from their hands and to awaken them from their narrow sloth. Now, sirs, choose whether you will accompany us in our search towards the city of waters, or whether you will set your face to the sea again and forget that you chanced to hear a certain story from a wandering doctor whose misfortunes had made him mad and an Indian girl who tended him. Now I listened to these words, which the Lady Maya spoke very earnestly and with power, and understood that they meant much. They meant that in going to the city of the heart we were, as she believed, going to our doom. Lady, I said, it may well chance that death waits me yonder, but I have looked too often in his eyes of late to shun them now. Death is everywhere, lady, and, did men stop to let him pass, little work would be done in the world. I have my task to do, or to attempt, and it seems that it lies yonder in the secret city, therefore thither I shall go, if my strength does not fail me and fate will suffer it. Come what may, I travel with your father toward the city of the heart. For the Signor here, it is, a, it is different. Weeks ago I told him that no good would come to him from this journey, and what I said then I say now. He has heard your words, and if he will hearken to them, and to mine, he will bid us farewell tomorrow, and go his ways, leaving us to go ours. She listened, and, turning towards him, said, You hear? What say you, white man? And it seemed to me, who was watching her, that she awaited his answer anxiously. Yes, lady, I hear, he replied with a laugh, and doubtless it is all true enough, and I shall have my bones yonder among your countrymen. Well, so be it. I have determined to go not in order to regenerate the race of Indians or any other race, but that I may see this city, and go I will. Since other things apart, I am too idle to change my mind. Also, it seems to me that after this day's business, there is more danger in staying here than in pushing forward. I am glad that you are going since you go of your own free will, she said, smiling. May our fears be confounded, and your journey and ours prove prosperous. And now let us rest, for you must be very weary, as I am, and we should be stirring before the dawn. Next morning, at the first break of light, we started upon our journey, riding on three of the mules that we had captured, and leading the fourth laden with our goods and water-skins. Very glad were all of us to see the last of the ruined temple, and yet it was sad to me to leave it, for there, hidden beneath some of the masses of the fallen masonry, lay all that was left of my friend and foster-brother Molas, he whose bravery and wit had saved our lives at the cost of his own. 
Our plan was to avoid villages where we might be seen by men, and to keep ourselves hidden in the forest, for we feared lest we should be followed and brought to judgment because of the death of Don Pedro and his companions. This, as it chanced, we were able to do, since having guns and ammunition in plenty, we shot birds and deer for our daily food. Travelling thus on muleback, soon our strength returned to us, even to the old man Zibalbe, who had suffered the most from fatigue and from ill-treatment at the hands of the Mexicans. In something less than a week we had passed through the inhabited districts of Yucatan, and far out of reach of the white man, and now were journeying through the forest towards the great sierra that lies beyond it. To find a way in this thick and almost endless forest appeared impossible. Indeed, it would have been so, but for the knowledge of Zibalbe and his daughter had gathered on their path seaward, and for the ancient map which they brought with them. On this map were traced the lines of the roads that in the days of the Indians' civilization pierced the country in every direction. One of these roads, the largest, ran from the mountain range which surrounds the lake of the City of the Heart, straight across the Sierras and through the woodlands to the ruined town of Palenque, and thence to the coast. This road, or rather causeway, was in many places utterly overgrown by trees, and others sunk in swamps, or hidden by the dust and sand of the Sierras. Sometimes, for two or three days' journey, there was nothing to show us that had ever existed. Still, by following the lines traced upon the map, and from time to time taking our position by the ruins of cities marked thereon, we never failed to find it again. The number of these old cities and temples was wonderful and astonished the Signor beyond measure which is not strange, uh, seeing that he was the first white man who had ever looked upon them. Often, as we rode, he would talk to me about them and strive to paint in words a picture of this country. Now, but for desert plains or tangled bush, as it must have been five hundred years or more before our day, when cities and villages, palaces and temples, crowded with tens of thousands of inhabitants, were to be seen everywhere, and the fertile face of the earth was hidden in the green of crops. What histories lay buried in these jungles, and what scenes must have been enacted on the crumbling pyramids which confronted us day by day before the sword of the conqueror, or the breath of pestilence, or both, made the land desolate. Then it would have been a sight worth seeing, and our hearts beat at the thought that, if things went well with us, it might be our fortune to witness that sight, that our eyes might behold the greatest of these cities, sought for many generations, but as yet unfound the very navel of this ancient and mysterious civilization, dying indeed, but still existent. I had other hopes to draw me onward, but 
as I believe it was this desire that sustained the Senor and many a difficulty and danger of our march. It was with him while he was hacking a mule path through the scrub with his machete when we toiled along hour after hour beneath the burning sun and even at night as he lay overtired and sleepless tormented by insects and aching with fever filled with this thought he was never weary of questioning the silent Zibalbay as to the history or rather the legend of the land through which we journeyed or of listening to the Lady Maya's description of the City of the Heart, till even she grew tired and begged him to speak instead of the country across the water where he was born, of its ceaseless life and the wonders of its civilization. Strange as it may seem, I, who watched them both from day to day, know it to be true that she was in mind the more modern of the two so much so indeed that in listening to their talk i might have fancied that maya was the child of the new world filled with the spirit of to-day and he the heir of the proud and secret race dying beneath its weight of years i cannot understand you she would say to him why do you so love histories and ruins and stories of people that have long been dead i hate them once they lived and doubtless were well enough in their place and time but now they are past and done with and it is we who live 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 and she stretched out her arms as though she would clasp the sunshine to her breast i tell you she went on that this home of mine of which you are so fond of talking is nothing but a great burying place and those who dwell in it are like ghosts who wander to and fro thinking of the things that they did or did not do a thousand years before it was their ancestors who did things not they for they do nothing except plot against each other eat sleep drink and mumble prayers to a god in whom they do not believe did my father but not know it he wastes time and trouble and making plans for the redemption of the people of the heart who think him mad for his pains they cannot be redeemed were it otherwise do you suppose that they would have been content to sit still all these hundreds of years knowing nothing of the great world outside of them and day by day watching their numbers dwindle till life but flickers in the race as in a dying lamp so it is also if a less degree with those indians whom don ignatio here seeks to lift out of the mire into which the spaniards trod them sirs i believe that our blood has had its day there is no more growth in us we are corn ripe for the sickle of death that is most of us are therefore if i could have my will while i am still young i would turn my back upon this city which you so desire to see taking with me the wealth that is useless there 
but which it seems would bring me many good things in other lands and live out my time among people who have a present and future as well as a past then the senor would laugh and argue that the past is more than the present and that it is better to be dead than alive and many other such follies and i would grow angry and reprove maya for her words which shocked me whereat she would yawn and talk of something else for i and my discourses wearied her only zibalbay took no heed for his mind was set upon other things even if he heard us which i doubt but all this while notwithstanding her light talk her careless manner the lady maya was learning yes even from me when the senora was not at hand for she would inquire into everything and forget nothing that she heard the history of the countries of the world their modes of government and religions the manners customs and appearance of their inhabitants he told her of them from day to day nor did she weary of listening till at length the senor met with an adventure that went near to separating him for, from her for ever and showed me although i had no great love for her or any of her sex that whatever might be her faults this woman's heart was true and bold End of chapter eleven